This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business, and we're joined by Claire Hawkins of Phoenix Insights, and we're here to discuss why an aging workforce means better support needed for older workers. Thank you for joining us, Claire. Great to be here, Clayton. Thank you very much for having me on the show. You're most welcome. Claire, please tell us more about your role at Phoenix Insights. I'm the Director of Corporate Affairs at Phoenix Group. Now, we're the UK's largest long-term savings and retirement business, which means that we're passionate about helping people save today for the income that they want in retirement in the future. And we know two things about retirement income. The first is that it's totally dependent on how long you live. And as a big generalisation, on average, people are living longer. And then the second thing is that how much income you have in retirement is down to how much money you can save. And you can only save if you're working. Um, So we feel really passionately about making sure that people have the opportunity to make those longer lives, better lives, by working for longer to save. And it was really to look into those two areas that we chose to set up Phoenix Insights, which is a dedicated longevity think tank, looking at the issues that people face as they age to save for their financial futures and access good work. And that's interesting, you use the term good work. So you've got this, the good work for longer lives report, which obviously alludes into what you were saying earlier about people living longer. And that's set to be launched during National Older Workers Week. What key aspects and finders can sort of listeners here at Podcast Radio Business expect from that report? Well, thank you very much for for mentioning the report. Um, It's actually National Older Workers Week as we record this today. So it runs uh, starts on Monday, the 20th of November. And it's really looking to raise awareness of what we see as this really important topic. Now, older workers actually make up 30%. So the over 50s make up 30% of the UK workforce. Yet we know that they face a number of challenges And we've seen a million of the over 50s fall out of the workforce since the pandemic. So what the report looks to try and do is highlight some of those challenges and make some recommendations for individuals, for businesses and for government to try and face into those challenges. And probably three main challenges I draw out, if it's okay, uh, Clayton, for discussion. Oh, please. The first is the fact that many people tell us in our research that once they become older workers, once they're into their 50s and their 60s, they often don't feel that their working environments are very age-inclusive. They struggle to feel that they are respected and valued at work, despite many employers recognising the value that older workers bring. That's one big challenge. The second is the fact that often people, when they're getting into their 50s and 60s, often have real-life commitments outside of work that they're looking to juggle alongside working life. They might still be helping raise children. They might be having to care for elderly um, dependents. And that places additional burden and strain onto themselves. And it can be very hard to balance that alongside work. So we we recognise that that's a real challenge for older workers. And then the third is the fact that actually many people, once they get in their 50s, don't really think about accessing careers advice or taking the opportunity to learn new skills. Um, Despite the fact that they're probably going to be working longer and the idea of a job for life is is something of the past largely. So three key areas that the report looks to highlight and which we're looking to advocate for change around. What's interesting for me is one of the points that you made and you alluded to was over half of over 50s feel left behind by employers. 
in your view, what are the primary factors that contribute to that sentiment? Because people are feeling, like, especially post-pandemic, they're probably saying it's, you know, it's all these newfangled AI gadgets and stuff like that, and this is not for me. How does that feeling left behind impact business and society. Our research has indicated that 50% do feel this idea that I guess their careers have moved past them. I mean, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm 51 myself. And when I started work back in my 20s, we didn't have mobile phones and we didn't have computers. So even in my lifetime, I've seen an awful lot of change and I'd expect to see more change moving forwards. But you can feel disconnected from that. Um, so what we're calling for really is the fact that employers businesses and governments really focus on making sure that they proactively recruit older workers, that they work to make sure that they retain those older workers, and that they also invest in retraining those older workers. Typically, we work in a system whereby most of the careers advice and learning and skills are focused on the under-25s. Now, I've got two boys myself who fall into that age bracket, and I'm delighted for them. But actually, if we're going to need to change careers, change jobs, keep with the moving times, deal with artificial intelligence. And I'm definitely not the expert to talk to you about that, Clayton. <laughs> then actually, it's really important that we're encouraging people to think about their careers, to think about how they might change careers, and to make sure they've got access to lifelong skills development. The Phoenix Group uses the expression, good work. What does that actually mean? It's a really good question because we uh, use that work day in, day out. When I think about what that term means, for the individual... I think good work supports health, well-being and financial security. And that's financial security both today, but also in the future. From a business perspective, good work means access to skills and resources needed to be competitive and respond to the changing world of work. And then I think at an economy level, good work means increased productivity and strong and growing economies, both locally and nationally. So we use the phrase good work, and we think that really is a win-win situation for everybody. When you touched on the expression career advice, we always look at career advice at the beginning. We've left school uh, or we've left university and somebody said, what are you going to do with your life? We don't necessarily attach that to individuals 50 and above. How can businesses help with that? Because the fact is, you may be working in a business, but you may wish to pivot your career and do something completely different. I know that The Guardian, for example, does uh, a column where people who are 60 plus talk about the changes that they've made in their life and are doing something completely different. They're on their third or fourth job life. How can businesses contribute to basically being able to provide that advice, not just for younger people, but for older workers too? Our research bears out the comments that you made there, Clayton. So only 15% of over 50s have had any career advice in the last three years. And where people have then accessed or wanted to access careers advice, that they've either not thought careers advice would be available for them or not known how to access it. So one thing that we are recommending is something called a midlife MOT. Now, I know it's a horrible phrase and it sounds like something you'd rather do to your car than to yourself. But the idea is that it encourages you to take a moment to stop and reflect through a series of questions around your health, your well-being and also your financial security. And, and it means that you have a discussion when you've reached that, that period of, of your lives, maybe in your 40s or going into your 50s, and you actively think about 
what, what you want to happen next. And that's a great way of focusing people's minds and then signposting them to the sort of proactive things that they can do to think about their skills or to think about a career shift or to think about a move that works for them in their complicated lives. So the government has done some great work to start piloting midlife MOTs. We've seen some big employers like Phoenix Group also provide that to their colleagues and we would strongly recommend that that is something which is rolled out and available to anybody who wants to access it. And then we would also encourage there to be much more talk in society about this being a normal thing to do and therefore much clearer signposting to where the opportunities for help are. Do you think that the government can do any specific policy changes or initiatives in order to get this going? Because Phoenix Group can only do so much. There are only a limited amount of people with a limited amount of hours with a limited amount of days. So the government really has to provide some support in order to make this a nationwide initiative. Do the people at Phoenix Group, are there any ideas that they feel that could be actually put forward in order to make this happen? Government does have an important role if we're going to get this right. I think businesses also have an important role and I think individuals do too. So I think this works if we get everybody pulling in the same direction and working together to find the right solutions. And and we do tend to talk in big generalisations in conversations like this, but actually it all comes down to individual people and working out what's what's right for them. So I think proactive rollouts of the midlife MOT that we just discussed would be a really important milestone for helping people have the conversation. I think in terms of addressing that challenge we discussed earlier about workplaces not feeling very age-inclusive, I think we would strongly support people to to adopt the Age-Friendly Employers Pledge, which has been developed by the Centre for Ageing Better, which really encourages people to think about those stages of recruiting, retaining and retraining older workers. And then we've seen great progress made around the rights to flexible working. The government have passed the Flexible Working Act, which enables you to have the right to request that from day one. And we will also see the Carers Leave Act become statutory next year, which will enable anybody to request five days unpaid leave to support them in their caring responsibilities. So they're great positive steps forward, but we would encourage government to go further and we would encourage businesses to make sure that they're not just talking the talk about these things, but they're also walking the walk because it's those small steps, those those real case studies of individuals who have benefited and seen the tangible rewards for them of those sorts of frameworks happening, which can really add momentum to a topic like this. So we're at the start of National Older Workers Week which is an opportunity, a great opportunity to shed light on these issues. What activities or initiatives does Phoenix Group have planned for this week to further raise the awareness? So we are working um, proactively with our external stakeholders. We're looking to try and reach as many people as we can with our messages. And so thank you very much again for the opportunity for coming along and speaking to to us today. Um, We're also having conversations with our contacts in the political parties so that they can understand the contents of our report and make sure that that is taken forward. And then we work collaboratively with a whole range of external organisations, real specialist bodies 
in this space who are themselves running their own activity around National Olders Week. So Age UK, Carers UK, and we're making sure that we are being as proactive and loud as we can throughout that period of time. We're also doing work internally within Phoenix. It also happens to be National Carers Day later this week. And so we're doing some internal events to make sure that we raise awareness of carers and make sure that people can access the support that is available to them within the organisation. And we've currently just launched our midlife MOT to all colleagues having piloted it earlier on in the year to two small test cases. Um, and so that's something that we're also promoting heavily this week as well. So, so really... Clayton, looking forward to make sure that those those messages are as widely spread through the audiences that we have as we can and hoping that others pick up the baton and run with it as well. So for those who are wishing to pick up the baton, Claire, what advice would you like to convey to both the older workers and the businesses who are listening here on Podcast Radio Business who are aiming to create better support systems? Well, I think I'd probably start by saying that our research indicates that 80% of employers agree that older workers bring knowledge and skills that add value to their workplaces. I think that's a really, really, really strong message for businesses to hear, to recognise the fact that older workers do, do add loads of value. There's, there's lots of us. We're very keen to get involved. So, so please support us in that regard. And I think for individuals, to remember the skills and experience that, that a world of work gives you and to have confidence in your abilities to make sure that you take those opportunities and, and call. Because I think if we can get both demand and supply in this conversation, we're much more likely to get we're much more likely to get change. And there's some great advice and help out there. The National Career Service, for example, provides a wealth of excellent career advice and information about you, how you can access skills. And I mentioned earlier about Carers UK and Age UK. And then the Phoenix Group website is, is a good home, which shows you all of the research that we've done. You can read the, the Good Work for Longer Lives report there and also gain access to um, a collaboration we've been running with a whole host of independent third parties called Careers Can Change. And that sort of showcases the fact that you're never too old to look for fresh opportunities and bring those perspectives into the workplace. And that's some very, very positive advice and very forward thinking initiatives, really, for National Older Workers Week. So Claire Hawkins, Phoenix Group, thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you very much for having me. Take care. You're most welcome.